1: Come on, let's all go to the lobby. Because people are staring at us listening to these shows while we're in the theater.
2: The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult.
0: Welcome to the second episode of Beyond the Gates. This time, we have a new story with a slightly different tone. Along with the twists and tension you would expect from one of these stories, This was perhaps our biggest venture into dark comedy. As always, if you would like to hear more audio drama, do check out the Soul Twin Audios Network, which is run by friend of the show, Rachel Pulliam. And now, on to episode 2, The Ascension.
1: Come in! I said come in!
2: I beg your pardon, General. I've just come to tell you that your car is ready.
1: Excellent. Thank you, Captain. If he won't come to me, then we'll go to him. It's about time we give that unholy charlatan a fright. Don't you think, Captain? It could
2: be a setup, sir.
1: And it could be that I blow his brains out in front of the congregation of rubes. That'll show them what real power looks like.
2: Sir, with all due respect, the enemy have been using increased guerrilla tactics. Anti-ED attacks have been up tenfold in the past week. Our forces are retreating and morale is low. It needs your focus far more than this.
1: Guerrilla tactics? How frightening. How novel. How cutting-edge. I think you forget who you're speaking to, Captain.
2: I beg your pardon, General.
1: So you should. But don't worry yourself, Captain. Two weeks and the satin plant will be at optimal production. We'll gas the lot of them and secure the highlands.
2: Sir, is there anything else?
1: No, Captain. That's all. You can go. Actually, Captain, before you go, there is one other thing. Do you believe him? Sir? Do you believe him? Do you think he's the real thing? Our very own prophet. Two weeks ago, a mysterious preacher who no one knows the real name of. No one has so much as met or heard of before. Takes residence in the capital, in my state church. He then proceeds to perform every miracle short of the resurrection, and then some. It's not a usual situation, is it, Captain? No, sir. And worst of all, he has the audacity to mention and muddy my good name in his sermons, mm. and not so much as one person in attendance, not so much as one person in the masses who flocked to this charlatan has the good sense or decency to dispose of the man ingrates. Tell me something, Captain. Are you a religious man? Uh, My mother was, sir. Understood. But what about you, Captain?
2: Sir. I say this meaning no disrespect, but I've seen him myself. I've seen things that I can't explain. I saw him heal the sick. I've seen him multiply food. I've seen him turn a man into vapor and ascend him up to heaven before my very eyes. It's like no trick I've ever seen.
1: Oh, yes, his latest trick to get beneath my skin. Claiming to ascend only the bravest and most loyal of my soldiers into heaven. As what? Some sort of perverse holy sacrifice? It's nothing but elaborate illusion and an insult aimed directly at me. And quite frankly, Captain, I expected more of you. I'm sorry, sir. You can save your apologies for later. And you will apologize. For the last two weeks, I've walked down these corridors. I've heard conversations which have quickly gone silent. I've seen a glimmer in people's eyes that I haven't seen before. These people, they don't look at me the same. Not anymore. And the worst of all, neither do you. Now get my damn coat. We're going.
0: It is a humid night. In general, Adrian Ines is an angry man. His power and received admiration has, in his mind alone, been challenged to an unacceptable degree. A preacher claiming to perform miracles has irked the general enough to have him leave his palatial residence. He's about to travel in convoy to the St. Isidore State Church. Armed with his iconic gold pistol and guarded by a security detail of his men, he is about to go beyond the gates.
3: saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doth the will of the- Ladies and gentlemen, please do not panic. Help me welcome our guests. As you can see, we are blessed to have in our presence the great General Inez. Don't just stand in the aisle, General. Come forward, so that I can bask in your greatness.
1: I'll stay where I am. As you wish, General. If
3: I had known you were coming, and bringing so many guests, I would have reserved you all seats, and perhaps a cloakroom for your guns.
1: I don't have patience for your attitude, preacher. I've come here to see the holy Houdini in the flesh. Go ahead, Preacher. Show us a trick. I do not perform tricks, General. I perform the work of God. Then perform the work of God. Just get on with it. Entertain me. Very well,
3: General. I do not perform this work for entertainment. I perform it to honor our Lord, and I shall do so again this evening. By ascending only the most honorable warriors to join Jesus at His throne. The general has brought with him many brave men this evening, and usually they would suffice, but tonight we are blessed by God to have with us General Inez himself, our great leader. Perhaps the general himself would like to volunteer.
1: <laughs> it's not going to happen, preacher. General.
3: I just ask that you put your faith in God, just as we have put our
1: faith in you. Perhaps if I thought you were the real thing, I would consider it. But I'm afraid these people need me. God needs you,
3: Gerald. God needs a worthy, honorable, and
1: valiant man. What do you say, Gerald? My captain is a brave man. He will volunteer. But, sir, go ahead, captain. Sir, I have a family. And you won't, if you refuse. It's an order, Captain. Go. Sir? Go!
3: Ladies and gentlemen, please, welcome our brave and loyal volunteer. Don't be shy on Come stand with me by the public. That's right. Stand here. Face forward.
2: What? What happened to your face?
3: It's personal. I had leprosy as a child. Please, don't stare. Sorry. We are recruiting for God only the finest, bravest, and most loyal warriors. In paradise, you will be rewarded for your earthly sacrifice. I don't understand. I was hoping the great General Inez might be the one to volunteer, but... He is a man of too little faith. However, the night is still young. Please, everyone, repeat after me. Heavenly Father,
4: Heavenly Father,
3: Jesus ascended to heaven after he blessed us on earth.
0: Jesus ascended to heaven after he blessed us on earth.
3: We will honor your divine authority and grace. We As we offer you, the soldier, to take your side. As we offer you, the soldier, to take your side. Amen. Amen. And now, perhaps, the brave general will be the next to volunteer.
1: I want to speak alone with you, preacher. Just you and me.
3: I think that would be a good idea, General. We can speak in private after
1: this service. No. I want to speak now. Everybody out. I said get out. (laughs) I want all of you men to leave as well. Sir? I want to speak with our friend in private. Secure the perimeter of the building. If our pious friend attempts any hostility, I'm ready and more than prepared to defend myself.
2: Yes, sir. We'll be outside.
3: This way, General. Join me at the pulpit.
1: Don't worry, Preacher. I'm coming. It's a true pleasure
3: and honor to meet you, General.
1: The pleasure is all yours.
3: I am Reverend
1: Antonio... I don't care. You're an odd-looking man, preacher. There's something off about you. About your face. And your eyes.
3: I was in a car accident when I was a teenager. They had to perform surgery. It's not something I like to dwell on. You know, I'm a great admirer of yours, General Inez. The Battle of La Roca, the insurgents at the port... You're a great revolutionary who liberated an oppressed Underclass. I can't disagree.
1: So how did you do it? Do what? The magic trick. The great ascension. How did you do it? Trap door? Mirrors? Fishing line? Magnets? I don't see any
3: mirrors here, General. Do you? Magnets are obviously implausible. The floor is solid, as is the ceiling. Why can't you
1: accept what you have witnessed as real? Your parlor trick application for sainthood doesn't impress me. Perhaps make an elephant or two disappear first. How about cutting a woman in half or pulling a rabbit out of a hat? All in the name of the Lord, of course.
3: The end of a false apostle will correspond to his deeds. I promise you, General, that everything you have witnessed this evening has... What's wrong with your eyes? General... We've been through this. I've already told you about the car accident. They're beady and unnatural. I don't trust you. I've gathered that, General. But I saw the way you reacted earlier. I saw your expression. I saw faith. Look in your heart and tell me I'm wrong.
1: And so what if you're not? So what, for argument's sake? I believe you. What business do you have with me? What business do you have taking my brave soldiers from me? Because, General, an
3: unimaginable darkness is to sweep the earth. Events have been set in motion and times are changing. There is an unearthly conflict brewing, one greater than any you've ever seen or fought in. You've been conscripted by God. To do what? To fight, General. To join his side as a warrior against powerful men led by demonic forces. Would you believe that you've been chosen by God to
1: fight for him? No. I'm afraid I'm a conscientious objector. You've never had time for those, General. I don't have time for cowards.
3: Cowards? The men who didn't believe in your war are cowards. I'm afraid you're the coward in this situation, General.
1: Well, I don't believe in your war. Besides, my people need me. My wife needs me.
3: Your people don't need you, General. Your wife will forgive you. It's a small sacrifice to make for the greater good. There are more important matters than your earthly indulgences.
1: I didn't ask for your opinion.
3: General, we're talking about the last great
1: battle of good versus evil. Armageddon. The end of days! The only days which will be coming to an end are yours, if you continue this façade, preacher. I've given you fair warning, and I'm losing patience. You would do yourself a service to admit that you're lying. Okay. I'm lying. What? I'm lying.
3: About the Armageddon, at least. But I'm not the fraud you think I am.
1: But you are a fraud. So why lie?
3: How did you do the tricks? They're not tricks, General. You saw them with your own eyes. Then what are they? I know things about you, General. Things you don't want others to know. Your sham marriage, the funneling of funds to build your indulgent residencies, your exaggerated war record, not to mention your embellished record as a leader. But that's a pretty open secret. Who the hell do you think you are? I know names, dates, times, details no one else does.
1: So you're a reporter who does magic.
3: I'm not a reporter, General. You got rid of reporters, remember? Along with critical academics and judges, of course. So who are you? Perhaps I should ask Maya and Serena. Or perhaps Angelina. How
1: do you know about them? Of course. The horse can't keep their mouth shut.
3: That's not how I know, General. I know things about you even you can't face about yourself. I've heard the harrowing cries of Lieutenant Ortiz's mother. Ortiz? What do you know? I know he was a young and idealistic man who looked up to you. I know he fought by your side with pride. And I know when he rose to the ranks, You saw him as a threat to your status. I don't need to hear this. But you couldn't keep your paranoia in check, could you? How? How could I know?
1: We were alone.
3: Tell me, General. What did he say when you pointed your gun at him? What was the sad and bewildered look
1: he gave you before you pulled the trigger? Enough! I don't know who you are or how you know what you know. But we're not discussing this any further.
3: I'll tell you one other thing I know, General. I know of a man who couldn't stop his brother attending the student demonstration at the plaza seven years ago to protest your war. So what? So, when you sanctioned troops to attack peaceful protesters, your own people, he was killed. His name was Mateo Romero. He was 19. He was one of a handful who died, but countless others
1: were maimed and disfigured. I knew it! You reconstructed face. It was a lie. There was no car accident. You were there with him. No. Then what was it? An IED explosion? A gunshot? A chemical burn? None of those things. You're just some rodent I failed to kill. A cockroach that escaped back for revenge. And so elaborate to draw me out like this. You're a coward. You're a coward,
3: General. You silence critics with a bullet. You killed men, women, and children who wanted no part in war. And for what?
1: To enrich yourself? To bolster your ego? To feed your bloodlust? Enough! I'm a hero, goddammit. And you will respect me. I'll lend the revolution. You're just a hurt
3: sociopathic child playing dress-up, longing for his parents' distant affection, using his pistol as a phallic overcompensation. If you had any decency, you would take that pistol and shoot yourself. I said stop it!
1: Your eyes!
3: What's wrong with your eyes? You will burn in hell, General. An eternity of burning rivers and torment
1: in hell. I knew it! You're no man of God. Your eyes, you're not even a man. Are you? (laughs) Clever man. You're right, General. I'm not. You're no human. You're an embodiment of evil. Some might say that. The dead eyes, the spells, the clairvoyance. There's only one explanation. Lucifer, the beast who's risen from the fiery pits of hell to torment me. So close. But so far... In the name of Jesus, I cast you away, devil! In the name of Jesus, I cast you!
3: Come off it, General. The only Messiah you believe in is yourself.
1: In the name of Jesus!
3: General, do you really think you're speaking to the devil?
1: No. No, I don't. I don't know who or what you are. But I want the truth. I'm going to give you three seconds to tell me before I shoot. One. Gen Two. All right, I'll
3: tell you. Don't start shooting. The truth is, you're on TV. Or at least you will be. Who are you? And what do you mean, TV? There are hidden cameras all over you're the- You're
1: saying other. all of this? All of this was for a TV show? I should shoot, shoot you right here. Oh, be a good sport, General. If this is a TV show- Where are the cameras?
3: There's one right here on the altar. See for yourself. Go on.
1: This thing? You're trying to suggest this is a TV camera? It's smaller than any camera I've ever seen. It's
3: fairly unimpressive technology where I'm from, General. And it's not exactly TV as you would know it. But it's a close equivalent. It's an anthropological talk show. Guests, interviews, that sort of thing. I haven't heard of it. Why would you? It doesn't broadcast in this part of the universe. You mean... That's right. And the disfigured face? It's just prosthetics. Let me show you my real form. Jesus Christ! Calm down, General. Most people consider me handsome where I'm from. (laughs) Besides, we're not too dissimilar. Both humanoid. What did you want from me? Like I said, General... I host a chat show about humans on our equivalent of television. It's interview-based, mostly. It's called Human vs. Human, and it aims to give a deep insight into the human condition. I'm not sure what else to tell you, but you're the star of this episode. But why? Don't be so modest, General. This series, we're focusing on strong human leaders, of which you are, of course, one. And... If it's okay with you, I would like you to join me for an interview in front of a live studio audience. Of aliens? Well, yes. But of course, you are the alien to us, General. Our audience is fascinated by the human
1: story. And they all look like you? These aliens? Of course, more or less. I don't understand. Why not just ask me to come on your TV show? What's with the setup?
3: Well, it's more interesting that way, General. And it's more sincere. And it's entertainment, after all. And all those tricks, the miracles, they were all... Technology, General. It only seems like magic to you because you haven't seen technology like it. But it's commonplace for us. I want it. Of course you do, General. It would be a game changer. Think of the wars you could win... The new lands you could conquer? The luxuries you could have? Can I have it? Of course you can. You just have to do something for me first. The interview. You've got it. Consider it your appearance fee. We'll beam up for... How much?
1: How much technology?
3: Well, we're on our fifth season, and our budget isn't what it was, but we'll provide you with enough technological goods to keep you satisfied. Okay, deal. We'll beam up to the studio. It's in a purpose-built ship orbiting approximately 200,000 miles from Earth's surface. Believe me when I say that you haven't seen Earth until you've seen it from space. And the ascension? The ritual? It was an abduction? Well, in a manner of speaking, yes. But don't worry, General. All your men are safe and being well looked after. We can transport now, if you like. Will it hurt? You won't feel a thing. I'll ask my assistant to beam us up. Rebby, if you wouldn't mind... Welcome to the studio, General. Right now you're in orbit 200,000 miles from Earth. Incredible. Not as incredible as the view. Take a look out the viewing panel.
1: I've never seen anything like it. Of course not.
3: But if I can pry you away for a moment, General, I'd like to introduce you to my assistant. This is Rebby. Hi. She'll take good care of you before the show. Anything you need? Just ask Rebby, all right? Fine. But how did you know about Lieutenant Ortiz? Oh, yes, Ortiz. One of my researchers dug up an old field project a student did for his anthropology thesis. You'd find it interesting. You feature quite heavily. What's it about? Oh, you know, leadership, revolutionaries, that sort of thing. Perhaps Rebby could find it for you sometime? Anyway, General... I really do need to be getting on with work. Any more questions? You just direct them at Rebby. All right? Okay. But- General, I really do need to get going. I'll see you later on. Get your beauty sleep.
4: I will have to take your gun from you, General. I hope you understand. It's just for security purposes.
1: Will I get it back?
4: Of course. After the show.
1: If I have no other option, here. Thanks. Does everyone here speak my language?
4: Some people learned it at school. I did. English, Spanish, Mandarin. Mandarin was my favorite. Other people just use translation devices for ease.
1: So, you learned it at college?
4: Oh, you mean like higher education? No, I didn't do anything like that. I probably wasn't smart enough anyway. Speaking of Earth things... We have a selection of foods and drinks from Earth that I'm sure you'll enjoy.
1: Yes, but first, let's discuss my fee for the interview. I was promised technology. Who do I talk to about that?
4: I'll speak with our producer later, but first you should get some rest. I'll show you to your dressing room and get you some food.
1: And the producer? He'll provide me with a list? I need to know what's available.
4: Yes, yes. There'll be plenty of time for that. I guarantee you'll leave happy. Now let me take you to your dressing room to rest. I'll bring you that food. Okay, General, when I give you the cue, you'll go and take a seat on the stage. Wave to the audience as you go out. Give them a military salute.
1: What? Seriously?
4: Yes, it expresses your character.
1: I still haven't heard from the producer about technology I'm old.
4: Later, General. I assure you.
1: I'm trusting you, alien.
3: Welcome back to the penultimate part of Human vs. Human. Now, earlier this week... I had the chance to speak with General Inez himself as I went undercover on Earth dressed as a Catholic priest. (laughs) The results were both hilarious and intriguing. He'll now be joining me for a short interview before tonight's main event. Please help me with welcoming General Adrian Inez. Please, General, take a seat.
1: Why are they laughing at me?
3: Well, not every species has the same way of expressing its emotions, General.
1: I know what laughter sounds like.
3: Well, everyone is just excited to see you. Isn't that right?
1: It's not every day these people get to see a
3: celebrity. Now, Adrian. Oh, he doesn't like when I call him that. Now, General. Earlier we gave the audience a rundown of your history and combat techniques. What do you think? Makes for a good
1: warrior. It takes a lot of heart. A lot of bravery. Conviction. Intelligence. Excellent.
3: And we actually met when I came to Earth undercover, dressed as a priest. I wasn't too harsh,
1: was I? Oh, well, you were maybe a little unfair,
3: but I'll survive. (laughs) Well, you're a great sport, General. Either way. And can I ask... With me in my disguise, you weren't suspicious, were you? You didn't figure it out, did you?
1: Well, I may have had my suspicions.
3: You are a smart man, General. Well, I have to thank you. I had a lot of fun on my visit to your Isidore State Church to take on the role of the Miracle Priest. Let's play the clip. Earlier this week, I went to Earth disguised as a miracle-performing priest of the Catholic Church. I was performing a sermon when who should show up but the General himself? Don't just stand in the aisle, General. Come forward, so that I can bask in your greatness.
1: I'll stay where I am. As you wish, General.
3: If I had known you were coming, and bringing so many guests, I would have reserved you all seats and perhaps a cloakroom for your guns. <laughs> of course, I asked the general to volunteer himself for a miracle, but let's say he wasn't feeling brave. God needs a worthy, honorable, and valiant man. What do you say, general?
1: My captain is a brave man. He will volunteer. So instead, I
3: ascended his capitan to heaven. As we offer you, the soldier, to take your side. Amen. Amen. The general was keen to talk.
1: We can speak in private after the service. No. I want to speak now. Everybody out. I said get out.
3: He wasn't meek. I am Reverend Antonio... I don't care. It was time for some home truths, but the general didn't take to them kindly. Who the hell
1: do you think you are?
3: I know names, dates, times, details no one else does.
1: So you're a reporter who does magic.
3: You got rid of reporters, remember? (laughs) I think I might have provoked him. You killed men, women, and children who wanted no part in war. To enrich yourself? To bolster your ego? To
1: feed your bloodlust? Enough! I'm a hero, goddammit. And you will respect me. He even drew his
3: famous pistol on me. But how effective will it be tonight? He's no stranger to insurgency or carpet bombing. But how will he fare in the unknown terrain of the battle dome? when General Inez and his men go up against the human United States rednecks on Human versus Human. Human versus Human? And remember, if you want to get in on the action, why look further than our friends at BetPad? BetPad. Good odds, great bonuses, and an even better time. Put your money where your mouth is with BetPad. Please gamble responsibly. What?
1: What's wrong with you people? This is inhuman. That's a bit rich coming from you, General. You lied to me, you alien scum. Okay, cut his mic.
3: It's bigger, it's better, and it's back. More violent and innovative than ever. Those human rights activists couldn't stop us forever. Stay tuned, because after this commercial break, we'll be reuniting General Inez with his men and his gun as he takes on the human united states rednecks in a battle to the death you are watching human versus human don't go anywhere
4: this way general
1: i'm not going anywhere
4: security Don't make this harder on yourself than it needs to be. I demand you let me go. You have to win your battle first.
1: Come with me. Take your hands off of me. Where are you taking me? To the battle dome. Good luck with your pistol, General. I hear those rednecks have bigger guns. Get off me! Shut up! Get inside and join your men. Take your gun. General? Captain?
2: I have a family, General. What have you done?
1: I've done nothing.
2: You made me go.
1: It's not my fault. (laughs) Yes, it is. Well, I didn't make all of you go.
2: It doesn't matter now. Just focus. The enemy
3: is waiting behind the wall. Hello, and welcome back to the final part of the show. You are watching Human vs. Human, Despot vs. Redneck Edition. And it's the time you've all been waiting for. It's time for battle. Over to the Dome.
2: Battle will commence in ten. Oh, we nine, are we taking your orders, General? Eight. Don't ask him. Six, Just stick to the plan. Five,
1: General? Three, I don't know. I don't know.
2: Battle commence.
1: Just listen to the captain.
0: The narcissism and paranoia were deep-seated. He had no quarrels playing on the hopes, and more potently, the fears of others. He played with the lives of human beings as if they were toy soldiers only to find himself the victim of another's desire to do the same. General Inez died unsettled by the unassailable challenges to his self-declared sanctity. He died emasculated. He died without finding redemption. He died leaving us to ask the question, where lies the line between victim and perpetrator? Episode 2 of Beyond the Gates, The Ascension, was written and produced by Emmelina Gateman and Chad Alexander. It starred Marvin Blandon as General Inez, and Brian Barnshaw as the preacher and the host. Luis Alberto Martín played the captain, Rachel Pulliam the assistant, and security was played by Douglas Daly. Soldier 1 was Chris G, and Soldier 2 was Callum Taylor. The narrator was Suki Brinton. We would like to say a special thank you to Rachel Pulliam of Soul Twin Audios, Douglas Daly, and Daryl Cateness for their support. Please join us again next time as we go beyond the gates.
3: Thank you for listening to Monday Matinee right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Tuesday Terrors for Horror, Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine, Thursday Thrillers for Action, Adventure, Mystery, and Crime Drama, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, Saturday Story Circle for Kids and Families Alike, and Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week
4: From our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.